What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to my friend, Bryony Albert. Bryony is a professional dancer and choreographer from the UK who now lives in LA, but works in the UK and the L- and the LA and LA. In this episode, she tells us a bit about her journey. We talk a bit about the comparisons of the U- working in the UK and working in Los Angeles and we also answered some questions I had a great time catching up with Bryony so big shout out to her for coming on the show please leave us a 5 star rating and review on iTunes here is the one, the only Bryony Albert Hi Long time friend, long time Hello, how are you? I'm okay, I'm not going to lie I'm tired man <laughs> I know, sorry, it's a bit late for you guys isn't it? Well, this is, it, well, no, it's 10 o'clock. It, it's late if you're like 94. Um, but it's just because I've been in the sun today. Yeah, someone said I look like I caught the sun. I've been in the sun yeah. painting and obviously I'm ginger. So the sun doesn't work in my favour very well. It's all right. It takes and then a few I, days. I, I, know, well, I just go from white to red to back to white again. But, yeah, this is the problem. But you know what? You got the painting done. So it's all right. Got the got the painting done, and I did have three ciders in the sun as well. And you know when you get third one in, I was like, this wasn't smart. <laughs> <laughs> so normally when I'm on here, I'm necking gin, speaking to people. But tonight I have a coffee in a oh, nice little. But I'm being positive in a be happy mug. Well, that's perfect because I don't drink, so I don't feel like. Yeah. Good. True. Enough. True. True. I forgot you don't drink. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 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 convenient for LA. <laughs> I know, but everything shuts at two AM anyway, so I don't yeah. feel like I'm missing out. And then you can still drive home because there's no tube or bus. Yeah, true. This Gosh, is you true. This, you? This is I do know this. Well, I didn't drink when I was there either. Why not? Because I didn't want to be hungover for an audition or a well, opportunity. That is a pro right there. Yeah, but I've gone completely the other way now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, everyone's like locked down. Everyone's like getting in shape and doing healthy things. And I'm like, I'm chilling, I'm drinking, I'm I eating. Here in LA, the liquor stores apparently they're doing really well, but yeah. also the the muggings have increased because everyone's coming in wearing masks. So oh. um, no one knows who's coming in to mug, so they're ill prepared. So that's really increased. Since, ah. Um, and lots, lots of, pla- of I saw lots of places in LA don't allow you in as well without a mask. 
Oh yeah, the, yeah, that's the thing. You so have to come in with masks, so it's that's, like that's not helping. <laughs> I know, but, and um, arguments, domestic abuse has increased here, but everything else has decreased. But um, like anything else to do with um, anything that's illegal, parking tickets, everything, exactly. <laughs> everything has decreased. Everything's gone down by a third. That's crazy. Outgo outgoings, <laughs> outgoings going down by a third. Oh, if not more crazy it's like i'm not earning as much as i was but then it doesn't matter because my outgoings are like i'm doing nothing like yeah. <laughs> it's crazy but isn't it i feel like there are lots of things that you can do for free that maybe people don't realize especially here in la there's so much going on well la's a it's nice all the time so you can go somewhere nice you can go to the beach for free i know they're probably not advising that but <laughs> but everyone's going anyway yeah and just be smart and stay away from each other well, I think there's a lot of single people in LA as well. So I think that's been really hard to do when you're living alone and you're just there for three months just by yourself. I think a lot of people have kind of got buddies that they're... Mm. And everyone's beautiful and single. So that probably isn't helping oh, anyone. Yeah, completely. You know, Nightmare. that's probably not making it easier. Um, <laughs> how, how are you finding it? How is lockdown there? Are you fed up yet? I'm not fed up. I feel like a lot of people have left LA. Mm. Every week on the streets, there are more and more beds and um, couches that are just left there because people are actually just thinking, this is not working for me, so I've got to leave. I've not been working. Lots of dancers I know yeah. have said, even at the beginning, they were like, okay, I was struggling before, but now I'm really going to struggle, so I'm getting out of here. So a lot of people have left. Two people in my apartment building are leaving, have just put in their 30-day notice because they lost their job at Hulu and other places so they're thinking what can i do with my life mm. and i think that's a good thing you 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 question you go what else can i do with my life that's now going to be better or that i can improve and that i can maybe pursue in a different avenue for a while or if not for the foreseeable future and yeah i think it's i think i've, I've been doing that too like as in i've been doing painting i've been just doing all those things that i've always enjoyed doing but now i've got a little bit more time to do so I feel like for me, I've seen it as a positive and yeah, I've not been stressed out trying to think, oh, when's my next job coming in? Yeah, but I do think you're a special case. I think you, you do have a good mindset with things like that going, okay, this is crap, but how can I make it work for my favor? And not many people have that. Really? Well, I, I feel like people are real quick to bitch and moan and be like, oh, this is awful. I can't do anything. I'm bored. The amount of people I've seen on Facebook being like, what's the, I saw someone write, I think I've said it on here. What's the point in living if you can't do what you love? And I was like, you're sat on your couch watching Netflix. Like, <laughs> chill out. Like, it's not that deep. You're yeah. okay. Well, what are you doing? Um, I started off really relaxed. Like... I was doing a podcast like twice a week and then I was colouring. Never coloured before. Um, literally chilling, just going on walks. And then the past three weeks, well, podcasts have been like going really good. I've been trying to make the most of it because everyone is like this. Not much to do and happy to talk. Yeah. So that's, that's a great for me because it's like I can get access to people much easier. But now I feel like everyone's kind of going this could last a while i'm getting a lot more teaching work from like schools being like okay my students are bored of learning from miss sally's dance school 
in Nottingham or whatever, like they're bored of learning from just their teacher and they want to spice it up. So I'm actually getting more teaching work and workshops in, which is dope because I didn't think that would happen. I thought it was going to go the complete other way. But Yeah. Well, how are you finding the online teaching though? I think same thing. You've just got to adapt to it and understand that you're not going to get that in-class experience. The hardest thing to get across to everyone is details. Like I've been teaching for Wilkes because um, they've opened, like they're teaching just online. So I've been teaching for them and they're wonderful dancers. And then I'll see a video of them do it. Cause I tried to give them corrections, but you're looking at them on a Zoom camera about this big. So it's quite difficult, isn't it? Um, and then when I watch, I'm like, ah, see, like when I was watching with the little camera, it looks fantastic. And then when you see it in person and it's not their fault, it's just, you don't get detail. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to do, but yeah. I feel like everyone's adapting and making the most of it. And the fact that people are still being motivated to dance in their kitchen or in their living room or whatever, yeah, that's a win. It's kind of cool to see an adaption like that. Um, just you're suddenly put in a position, I guess we all just have to make a change. Mm. You can't stay stagnant. You have to move forward. And like you said, if you stay stagnant, you start to complain. So then you go, okay, well, what else can I do? What can I do to benefit my life right now? Not necessarily making money, but now I've got the time. What was I not doing before? Or questioning, who am I as a person? I'm coming across like this and I don't want to be that person. I've got friends that are starting new projects, new mm -hmm. personal development projects in dance. People who are starting their yoga course next week because they've thought, I've got the time off. Let me take mm. that now. I've been wanting to do that for years and now I can finally do it. So, yeah, I just think it's really good opportunity to think about that in a bit more with a bit more time. Yeah, I, I'm sure the people who have listened to my podcast are bored shitless of me talking about it. But like I started learning tap just, well, probably about three, oh. four weeks ago now because I'd never done it before. I did it once and I was crap. Um, so I started learning that and I was like, I want to be able to leave here with like a new skill. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to pursue to being like tap dogs or something, but just to be able to leave going, I learned something that I've never done. And that for me has been so exciting to go back and be, be crap at something again. Yeah. Like, oh, and, and just to be a beginner and being like, all right, let's learn. Cause I know nothing. It's really exciting when I see progression, but actually I'm really struggling with when I don't get it straight away. I'm trying to get a drum kit so, to do the same thing. So mm. That's that's inspiring. You see, I'm, it's made me I'm, go. I need I'm to glad. Get I'm glad we both chose the noisiest things possible. <laughs> I know. You know. Why not? My my neighbours must hate me. I've got people that live downstairs. Like I taught for uh, two hours today, like four hours yesterday. They're probably like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I think everyone's thinking that. There are lots of people that are doing exercising now in the house, mm. and occasionally you hear like, and I'm hoping that's exercise. That's all I'm going to say. It, it is exercise depends doesn't it depends what your class is exercise Bryony. um so thank you so much for coming on this is super oh, exciting um i wanted to talk to you and pick your brain lately i've had lots of people on the podcast who are from la and live in america okay. well not from la but they live in america um and i haven't had many british people and i was thinking who do i know that's really successful and cool and has probably an interesting story and good at talking to me that has done both and I was hey, like, that was really sweet. Thank you. I was like, that's, nice. I was like that's, that's you. You've done both like me um, exactly. and still doing. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I just want to pick your brain and hear about your story and hope you can inspire people. So, Bryony, how did you start dancing? Why do you dance? Oh, wow. We're going back there. Yeah, way back. That's Why much more interesting than being all, hearing all like the 
I danced with Jess Glynn and I did this. Cool. I, I want to know how you got there. Do you know what? I've been asked this question a lot and I've eventually come to the place where I realised I'm not like everyone else and my story isn't like anyone else and I don't have to be this, I loved dancing, it was amazing. The truth of the matter is, for me, is that I love the competition. Regardless of what it is, I like to win. And I, I, it's, it's probably, it sounds stupid and embarrassing, but I'm just honest right now. I, I liked someone saying, you're good at that. And when someone tells me I'm good at that, I want to be better. I want to be better. So it's not competition within everyone else. It's me trying to strive to be better. And I try to do that in a lot of things. But in particular, dancing seemed really like the, it gave me the opportunity to feel like I was good at something. And the excitement of having achieved something to get the job was a thrill. And then getting on the job and thinking, am I going to be one of the girls in the front? Mm. And then getting on the job and going, which routine, which song am I going to do on tour? What's, what the song's going to be? So it's like a constant excitement of that feeling of achievement or like tense mm -hmm. apprehension. And for me, I, it excites me about life. So I do love to dance, don't get me wrong, but it didn't come from a place where I was like, mum, I want to go to this, I want to go to that, can I dance 10 hours a week? It was literally, I went to dancing because that's what I did and I enjoyed it and everyone else in my town did it so and then people start to say oh you're really good and you think oh, okay and actually I didn't tell anyone I wanted to be a dancer until I was an adult because I was way too embarrassed because of where I'm from everyone's like a lawyer a teacher a doctor and for me to get on and be a dancer I thought everyone's going to look at me and go what well, you're an idiot you're going to be broke <laughs> yeah and so I actually said I want to be a police officer and everyone was like okay cool and I was like, yeah, police officer, which actually is a cool job. And I would be interested in doing that at some point. I, I actually but, think you'd be really good at that. Yeah, actually, actually <laughs> yeah. I don't have wits. So I think that's another thing. Anyway, yeah. Wrong, so basically, wrong kind of police officer. Those ones, those ones <laughs> still would, dance. Those ones still dance. Sorry, I'm, my mind's going somewhere else today. When you mentioned LA and all the single men. Um, anyway, <laughs> so basically, yeah, I, I kind of lied to myself for a long time until I said to a few people i i wouldn't mind being a professional dancer and everyone went oh yeah yeah i understand and i was like oh this isn't a stupid idea so that gained me confidence and i think you realize that actually people do really affect you around you what people say and who people are around you is really important and mm -hmm. for me there were the right people around me who didn't discourage me and i try and keep that throughout my adulthood and right now as well because i think encouragement and having inspiring people around you is always really important so yeah i came from a place of knowing absolutely nothing turning up to auditions with my hair tied back in a ponytail thinking i'm going to get my hair out of the way to to dance rather than thinking i'm going to whip my hair and look sexy i thought it was about being the best and i turned up completely inexperienced thinking that it was about being the best dancer and that's what you do and so i I tried to be the best dancer and very quickly realized it wasn't just about that. You have to put the cherry on top with how you look, how you vibe, how you add the flavor, how you whip your hair, take that hairband out girl. Like, yeah, over time I've kind of honed in and learned, I learned very quickly that there's more to being a professional dancer than just being good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I got to, so you had no formal training like 
I didn't go to professional dance school. I went, well, when I say that, I went for two days, but I absolutely hated it. Where I didn't do? being told what to do. I didn't like standing in bra bar for like three minutes and someone shouting at me. And after two days, I thought, I think I don't like dancing because I don't want to dance every day, five days a week. I really don't know what to do with my life now because this, this is what apparently you're meant to do in order to become a dancer. And I actually just went traveling around the world for a year and because I thought, oh, I, I kind of compared myself to everyone else. This is the direct, the path that you go in order to become a professional dancer. Mm. And after a year, I thought, I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. I can make my rules up and do my own thing. And that is to go to university, um, which transferred me over to America to train um, in, at Southern Oregon University, where I also mm. went down to Hollywood to train. Mm -hmm. and went to Millennium and all the dance studios. And this was before I even knew that it was a thing to do. This was before anyone else knew it was a thing to do. And um, yeah, I got there and I thought, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here one day, but uh, not right now. Yeah. So yeah, certainly for me, I, I did it a different way. I went and trained in America and, did, and I guess I got a little bit more of a hip hop vibe from being around that because it was very new at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I came back, I guess, I had a, an extra bow and I started teaching some dance classes and people wanted to learn hip hop. And at the time, um, yeah, it was just incredibly new and no one really understood what it was about. Um, so yeah, I didn't have any professional training at a dance college and um, actually it gave me the most confidence I've ever gained because I was a good dancer in a field where there weren't very good dancers so mm. people looked towards me and said can you teach a dance class can you do this and by the time I came out of college university I was very confident I was a very mm. confident woman I was a very confident dancer and I came to auditions with my hair tied back thinking yeah I'm gonna book this and actually a lot of other dancers and a lot of other girls have said to me that going to a college where they're all dancers being the best from their town to come to being another one of another girl that's the best is quite daunting and quite intimidating and there's a lot of competition and you don't have the opportunity to just start up your your own dance class you don't have the opportunity to just mm -hmm. go yeah i'm gonna do this because you're all striving to get to the top you're all in the same place mm -hmm. so certainly for me it actually brought out my character and a side of me that enabled me to um start my dance career with a certain mindset that actually um, encouraged me and pushed me forward mm -hmm. um and i had the independence of creating my path of i'm going to be a dancer i'm going to start teaching i'm going to start doing this and I, it was encouraged mm. um not to say that going to a dance college isn't good because i have taught at dance colleges and if you're a choreographer and you're teaching at a dance college then you've got access to all these dancers who are coming up so mm. of course the benefits of that is you're going to a professional dance college and having all these people who can potentially hire you at mm -hmm. your fingertips. So, you know, there's two ways of looking at it, but certainly for me, this way worked for me and my confidence. So, Do, do you think that that helps? Because when you say you apply for a college, say it's London Studio Centre or any college, just use that for a name, uh, you go there with, okay, I'm going to go there, I'm going to get my three years training and they're going to tell me what to do they're going to give me the the tools and help me get the tools to come out the other end qualified 
to do this for a job and then you, along the way you're not actually choosing your own training you're being told where you have to go and what you have to do therefore if you don't enjoy say kane silver's class but you, you it's part of your timetable you might start to lose the love for it a bit you might start to lose that passion and that drive whereas your journey where you're picking your own journey and you're going today i'm going to take this class mm -hmm. i'm going to train in this way today it keeps that passion alive because if there's something you don't enjoy then you maybe just don't do it again because that's the whole reason why we dance in the beginning right is because we love it and then i feel like sometimes and this was the case for me i went to college and they created the pathway that i was meant to follow and i was meant to take and that's the way to success and actually for me i was like but i don't enjoy doing any of this so i'm not going to succeed at this because this it's not fun like i don't want to same as you i don't want to stand at a ballet bar <laughs> so i left and actually found my own journey and the passion came alive again and i was hungry to keep progressing do you think that is why you were so confident because you never got that energy sucked away from you from having to do the things to make you successful that you don't like a hundred percent for me but that's for me i i used to do hip-hop troops and there were other people who were at studio center who would spend all day dancing absolutely love it and then they'd come afterwards and they'd train for three hours with me mm. and we'd dance together and i'd say to them have you spent all day dancing but you love dancing this much that you're now out of curriculum dancing still and they're like yep and i think honestly just being older now don't compare yourself that was my journey that's yours some people mm -hmm. cannot wait to go to dance school i know that there are people that absolutely love taking classes and trying yeah. new things and maybe hating that class but loving that class so yeah i think you're right yeah i think for me and certainly by the looks of it for you you've come out confident and you know what you're worth and that's really important as as a professional dancer when you're going to an audition and told no to mm -hmm. already have the confidence of going it's a no but that's okay there are a lot of people that I started with who were told no and they dropped off because it, yeah. it was too much. So I just say, because people do ask me this, well, what do you think I should do? And I'm just like, it completely depends on who you are and what you want to do. When I've taught private lessons, I have parents call me up and they say, hi, my daughter, she's 17 years old and we want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I think, great. And then I have some girls who are 17 or even 14 who call me up and go, hi, um, I'd love to have a private lesson with you because this is what I want to do. I want to be a professional dancer. And I'm thinking that is a confident 14 year old who, who wants it and is confident enough to call me up and go, right, do this. That doesn't say that either one of them is going to do better than the other. But certainly it's just, I think, like, like I was saying earlier, you come to the table thinking I've got to be a great dancer. I've got to be a great dancer. You've also got to be intelligent enough to go, this I've got rejected, not because I'm crap. Maybe I'm too tall, maybe I'm this. And that also might not be the case, but you've got to believe that because otherwise yeah. you won't get through it. Mm -hmm. So there are times when, you know, my hair at the time was dark and there was no dark girls that got it. Oh, it's because I've got dark hair. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to put a belief on myself about the fact that I'm not good enough. And it is a safety net. I think we all do it, but I think it's really, really, healthy and sensible not to go well didn't get it because obviously I'm not good enough and then you start to believe that I didn't get it because I'm not good enough I went to the front of an audition and went I am good enough and I'm going to book this and I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say that because that is what I believed at the time and it worked 
I believed that I was a strong enough dancer and I was right for the job. So I walked right to the front, right in the center, and I made it known that I was there. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't because I was up myself. I wasn't going, huh, whatever. I was going, I want this really badly and I believe in myself. And that, that is another aspect of being a dancer that was an accident. I didn't realize that's what I needed to do. But there, there's so much to it that I think as we go to class and as we see other dancers and as we meet other people, we realize the things we need to do. Be friendly. Yeah. Have, say hello to everyone. Don't be an asshole. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yeah, you say um, that if you want. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be mean. Don't talk behind people's backs and be like, well, she got it because go well i didn't get it so now i can mm -hmm. try get something else there's an opportunity for me i i really like the the mentality of like going like i am good enough to do this job and i you know when you leave there you can you can not make yourself feel okay about not getting the job but i guess it is a way of making yourself feel okay about a job you know but at the same time i also think it is important to acknowledge when you didn't do enough and you are you have got to be accountable because there's definitely been auditions where I've gone in and I'm like, I can do this job. And then I've left the audition cut one before the end round, like, yeah, I didn't really do it today. Like, Did do you know think, what I mean? Do you think you didn't do it? So you yeah, oh, I know. Like I, I would leave and I'd go, yeah, that that wasn't my best. Like that, that wasn't my all. And being and accountable. What would you, what would you well, do then after that in order to? Make sure that you're aware, make sure that I was aware what I had not done right or what I had done wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, why wasn't I on point? Mm, I was probably, maybe I was at the back of the room talking to someone and that might have annoyed someone, which is a common trait for me to be talking to people when I shouldn't be. But like, or even my freestyle was whack today. Why was it whack? Mm, I wasn't really paying attention to the music. I wasn't judging the room. I saw everyone else do a flip. Maybe I shouldn't have done tricks. I should have done something else. Like, just to be aware of when you do perform and when you don't perform and use that as a learning curve, as opposed yeah. to going, as opposed to going, I was crap today and being sad about it. Yeah. You've got to be able to go, I might've been a bit crap today. Why? Yeah. So it yeah. is great to be able to leave and go, Oh, I, I'm, I am good enough. And I didn't get a yeah. bad hit. I, I'm the wrong color here, but also to be able to have the skill to go, I, I am good enough, but today I wasn't. Yeah. And I think that is something which it took me a while to understand it's definitely my first few years i just leave and be like they're all shit i'm better than all them like uh they just got the job because they're their friends and actually that's probably part of the reason they got the job yeah that's part of the industry you know like and it took me so long like you said i was so concerned about being the best in the room yeah where sometimes that's not the brief like <laughs> no i know yeah you're right i mean there have been times where like this one time in particular because I used to do a lot of hair shows so I had this dark hair with like fringe and shaved up the sides and mm -hmm. and I can remember I walked into the room and there were hundreds of people in the room and it wasn't even for anything that big it was just like a, a fitness video mm. and they were like do you know what we've got so many people in this room that we're just gonna cut and base it on look and everyone was <laughs> like yeah thank you you know when everyone does that yeah thank you and I was like thank you and as i was going thank you she went he went no thank you <laughs> and the, the funny thing was is it was such a long pause and there were 300 people in the room that everyone just laughed because it was just so cutthroat it wasn't even like okay shall we just walk it was just they'd seen me and gone we you're not right for it mm -hmm. um and i don't know you just have 
you just have to t take it okay so as this is that's good so as a dancer yeah. would you would you rather that or would yes. you rather be like no just give me the opportunity to try and win you over i would, I would rather that if you I, I just from from being on the other side as well as now auditioning people and it's like it's like going to an interview going to an audition going on a date in the first three seconds you know and it's highly unlikely that you're suddenly going to change someone's mind that dramatically if someone can come up to you straight away and go no i i don't want to waste two hours of my time needing to persuade you mm -hmm. so yeah i prefer someone to just say no <laughs> honestly okay, would, you? would you oh uh, yeah 100 percent. okay cool all right uh we had there was an audition in la uh casper and jr for this israeli artist i can't remember her name but she was huge and there must have been about three four hundred boys there and me and my best friend ricky went uh he's my best friend when i was in la we went and we were like yo this is crazy like let's bounce like i ain't go i ain't fighting through all this crap like you know what i mean i don't even know who the artist is like it was madness you know you're like we're gonna be here all day like and it's a cattle call and then casper and jr walked in and casper went everyone line up and it's just as we're about to leave the door and we were like oh reverse reverse and they were it was they were like you know we're only looking for three boys because we've got the other ones cast everyone took the tops off and we were like oh took it off only me and ricky got it oh Yo. only That's me and amazing. him me and him that got it amazing. so they cut everyone and then we did all the auditions and they hired me and ricky and we were like we were gonna leave <laughs> like we were gonna leave today like we yeah. were so happy we don't get auditions like that unless no. it's a specific type of audition but i've never auditioned for those types. we don't have to take our tops off but no <laughs> That's, That's great. Um, so when you hold auditions, yes, do you typecast? No, because I make sure my auditions aren't that big. Because I think, okay, so yes, I was a bit ruthless when it came to auditioning, but I also know that it's really cutthroat and it does affect people. So when I hold an audition, I read everyone's resume mm -hmm. and I see who they are and what they're like as much as I can. From I don't just go you you. I'm like, okay, obviously we have a type that we're looking for depending on who the artist is, but I want to make sure that I'm not bringing you to my audition just to make me look good because there's a lot of that going on. I want to hold an audition where we're all dancing and we feel like we've got a good dance class out of it. You walk away thinking, I didn't get it, but that was a great class. And hopefully people will say that, that, that it wasn't an extreme, um, audition where you're lining up outside and you think what's the point there are so many people that want you know you're disheartened before you get into the room i want people to be like yeah let's do this audition let's have some fun yeah. so that's definitely what i have been doing um so yes i do typecast but beforehand i'm not going to make you turn up and then go right we're going to typecast so i'm like a lot I, I think a lot of people have gone you know you could have typecasted so i didn't have to get here that would yeah, have yeah. taken some time out of your life mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it would have been respectful you could have so, told my agent you didn't need yeah. to see me. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm trying to put, bring over still having the dancer's mindset into being a choreographer now, which is, which I think is re respecting the dancers and the people that I'm working with. I think that's really important because if if you've got respect for each other, then they're going to work harder and it's going to be much more of a pleasant environment. Mm -hmm. So how how often would you say? for a job that you actually hold an audition compared to how often you go, I know who I need to hire for this. 
Well, that's really difficult because I live in two countries. I'll sometimes go over to England and while I'm in England, people go, oh, can you do a workshop for me? And I'll go, yes, that's a really good way for me to see people because I don't have time when I'm in England to <laughs> hold an audition. And a lot of the time, well, not a lot of the time, but some of the time, I'll be on a job where there already ha have dancers as well. Or like, it depends what it is. But there's certainly been times, and I posted it last week on my Instagram, where I've done a workshop in the past few months back in England. And when I go to England, I tend to have a job lined up that then rolls into another job. Mm -hmm. So I'll fit in a workshop. And in that, I think, right, I remember that person from that workshop and I need a dancer. I'll hire him. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'll stay an extra month because then I do dancing on ice or something. And then I need dancers for that. And then I think, right, I'm going to use that guy again because he was great last time. So actually, I haven't been, I haven't, I haven't hold, held one audition, but I do teach workshops and that is where I've met people. And then the other place is um, through word of mouth, through other choreographers who were dancers with me, who I'm friends with, who, who I message and I say, who do you recommend? Because you're in England and I know that you will work with really respectful professional mm -hmm. people who are great dancers and they give me a, a, some names. Mm -hmm. So that's actually how I've done it there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yes, once you do in LA and here, once you do work with people that you're comfortable with, yeah, you you'll use them again. And is, is that why you asked me to do dancing on ice? Show me out. Yeah, absolutely. I, thought, <laughs> and I was like, I was were you like, like, were you like, he I, makes I, me laugh. Unfortunately, you were unavailable because you're so busy. So, dream boy life. But yeah you're great you're you're an amazing dancer and you're great to work with and that's always <laughs> that's always <laughs> what you want in in um when you're when you're you have a responsibility to get something right mm -hmm. and the responsibility responsibilities on you to make it look good you don't want to have people who are going eh, or you know mm -hmm. getting it wrong when you're yeah. like you know so okay so what do you look for when you when you're hiring a dancer what are the specific skills that you look for because like you said it's more than just about being a dancer being the best mm. in the room i don't know because actually i last year i auditioned for uh, i auditioned um bb rex i was doing a, a tour with the jonas brothers and i hired a girl that i didn't know and everyone was like, wow, you hired someone you didn't even know. And she came up to me, she was like, thanks so much for taking a risk on me. And I was like, I didn't take a risk on you. You did really well and I wanted to work with you. And actually, I, I didn't even think about it. Like, I feel like it is a lot about networking who you know and so much so that would you ever hire someone you don't know just for no reason? And, uh, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, yeah, like ultimately I want, to work with people who are good dancers and you can tell the vibe of a person in the audition when you have a brief chat with them whatever mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna i'm not going to i don't know i think it's very exhausting to have to go if there are in la 25 which there aren't there are hundreds of, of people that you want to work with mm -hmm. or that you're auditioning for every week it's exhausting to know that you're going to go to an audition that you might not get because you've never met this choreographer but hope that they're going to do a second audition at some point but then also go to their class five times just so they know who you are i'm like Phew, that is exhausting for mm -hmm. someone who's trying to be a dancer to spend 15 dollars 10 quid on a class every week 
for 25 people to keep up with that you want to work with to then hope they've got an audition go to that audition but then and then say hello at the end and be like just mm -hmm. so you know i'm a really nice person it's like i just trust that everyone's going to be a nice person if you've come to my audition then you want to work with me you want to get paid and you want to do it well you do the audition you're going to dance your your heart out i put you next to someone else they look great yeah then mm -hmm. then that's cool i'm not I don't I don't think I'm going to do anything more than that at the moment but once I guess once you I, I don't think this has ever happened to me but you know you meet people and you think we don't vibe that great or mm -hmm. maybe this person was great for that job but wouldn't be good for that job there are people who are too tall for other jobs that maybe when the artist is shorter mm -hmm. so yeah I, I think I don't know what I'm looking for I think it's great that you give everyone the benefit of the doubt and an open mind to go, oh, you're here. I, I believe that you're going to do a good job because essentially they're not risking their own job as well. They're also risking yours. So yeah. I do. Und I do understand why people and I never, like I said at the beginning, I was like, I'm better dancer than all these in the audition and I didn't get it. But I never understood it. It took me a long time to understand that. Well, they trust them and they might not trust me yet because I'm this young kid coming in going, I'm better than you. I'm going to roast you. And yeah, I probably would in a combo. But would I in a professional environment when uh, something goes wrong on stage? Am I going to have that ability to figure it out? Like mm. they don't know me that way for working me. And it took me a long time to realize that. And I think that's dope that you trust people enough to go, OK, I'm going to trust that you would know how to handle this because that's the risks of being a more than just a good dancer that we're not taught. Mm, yeah i mean i i didn't realize that at all even the years into my dance career i was never trying to network i didn't realize that it was about being friends but obviously the more jobs you go on to the more dancers you meet and then they'll go oh you should use Bryony for this she was great and blah, blah blah so for years i didn't i didn't even realize and even coming to la I didn't I still didn't realize I guess but and obviously I still don't realize to the point where I'm still hiring people that have no idea who they are but um there's I mix them up with people that I do know but yeah I guess until I have a bad experience I'd like to hire people based on them being at an audition for me not because I'm trying to get the numbers in I want to be seen as doing this and that and maybe that's to my detriment but I just don't want to waste people's time. I want mm -hmm. I want to be slick. I want to do it well. I want to be seen as professional and not taking advantage of people who really want to dance on stage. Mm. Do you feel like being a dancer beforehand and maybe having those situations happen to you is what gives you that understanding not to do it to other people? For me, one mm. million percent. Because sometimes I'm in an audition with people who are not dancers. And some of the things they say, being the other side, I'm like wow okay just because some people just think dancers they're just a number mm -hmm. and it's like no a dancer is a person who has spent years training and has turned up and this is their moment and they're doing it in front of you and this is their one shot and they're nervous and they might not show it and they might show it but mm -hmm. give them a respect to not say that as they've walked off or you know it's just cutthroat mm -hmm. so yeah i i feel like yeah it, uh, I, I think being a dancer and having to go through the audition process and the slog, mm -hmm. you do have a bit of empathy. And hopefully I'll keep that. I don't ever yeah. want to, that to change. No, I definitely think that's a, a, as a dancer, when you work for someone who you know respects you, like I can say that because I've worked for you and I know that working for you, as long as you do the job that's required, 
to a level that's accepted and you do everything professionally then especially with yours you can have as much fun as you like yeah like totally. do you know what i mean as long as when you go six seven eight musics on go as long as you yeah. execute that perfectly everything else around that we have more shits and giggles than anyone could imagine like yeah. you know what i mean and i feel like that's the balance where people maybe sometimes get wrong is some some great. people are so extreme all the time so intense and the whole day feels like oh when do i get to be a person and not this robot just doing steps and then sometimes dancers are not the robot doing steps ever and they're just shits and giggles too much you know and mm -hmm. it's about finding that balance yeah i i know that the one thing that i get really annoyed about mm -hmm. is when people are late especially when you say do you know what let's not start at 10 tomorrow let's start at 11 and then they turn up at 11 15 and mm -hmm. i've already started i'm like did you really do that like that bothers me and that's just from my parents telling me that and drumming that into me my whole life but um yeah professionalism is really important like i've got people that i can have a laugh with have dinner with and chat with that i know that when i start teaching the choreography they will be absolutely like yeah mm. what is it tell me and i will do my best and if i say something if i give them a correction it won't suddenly become all right like there's the, the balance there of like friendship but i'm now doing my job mm. so yeah, I think certainly in LA, because when I worked with choreographers in England, certainly I feel like I didn't feel that it was strict, you must not do this. It felt normal, right? Yeah, it seems like a lot of choreographers, even now that I work with or even have worked with as a dancer, are really friendly, nice, chatty, want to get it done. In America, I feel like there are lots like that. But I know from hearing and experiencing, you know, don't have your phone out for the whole of rehearsal. The only time you're allowed to take your phone out is during your lunch break. Don't touch it even when you go to get a drink. The phone's on silence. If mm. anyone's phone goes off and it's absolutely like, mm, um, I've, been in, um, I've been in rehearsals where you're like, everyone's like this and you're like, why is everyone like that? Because they're just like, I need to be quiet and make, because yeah, I got the job. So now I, and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, is this, this is what the thing is. Mm -hmm. And then I've heard people, dancers say, I'm never working with that choreographer again because I don't like the environment that they bring. And I'm like, wow, they're like, it is not worth the money to the way that person made me feel um so it does work both ways it's nice that a dancer can have control and, uh, of their life and they go i don't want to work like that and mm. so yeah it's interesting that it's, it, that it's a little bit more tough here did you did you find that in la uh i found the dancers to be more went like with the the cast more especially boys i like a, don't know what it was like all, all the girls doing because i don't know but with the boys i always found them to be very fun and playful and messing around and loud and boisterous oh, okay. and testosterone -y. but they're for the experiences i had whereas in uk i feel like we'd get a break and everyone would kind of sit down rest have the break oh. and then we'd do it whereas out there this is only on maybe specific jobs but they're the ones that really stand out to me they'd be like cool take 10 minutes and then the boys would be like dancing or battling or practicing a combo and i did never oh. find that in america uh, in the uk sorry i okay. found that people would more likely maybe sit down chill out have a chat whereas and out there it was more like 
I don't, I, I just, I feel like in the UK, the choreographers were, maybe this was just because I knew the choreographers better or on jobs where the dancers knew the choreographers better. There was more of a friendship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And whereas in America, I feel like you're there to do the job. Yeah. But at the same time, when you'd have a break, they would play a bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That was my experience. What What do you think is different? The difference between UK and LA? So much, actually. Now you're now you mentioned that. Like I think first of all, being around people who are dancers in America, their their personality is completely different. An American is completely different to what i i just thought you know we're westerners you know we're westernized it's cool and actually they're they're very different their humor is very different and um my sarcasm is not always met in 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 a way that's worked never towards me and i'm a very sarcastic person so i i um, did find that yeah but that's and it sounds like one little thing but that then spreads out to so many things because it's your character of who you are and then suddenly you're just not understood in quite a lot of ways and then you have to sort of that that was a joke yeah um not that every american's like that but um i just felt like it just took a minute for me to understand that there was a difference in culture and a difference in personality and obviously like american girls bubbly excitable really fun so it was great I, there was just an adaption that I had to have because I felt like I was quite a sarcastic person in London and then I'd be sarcastic mm -hmm. and be and be yeah. like, oh, hang on a second, I need to adjust. There's that. There's the fact that that people have come from far and wide but still in America to here. And that means, you know, it just means a whole host of things, which is like perhaps their parents have provided them to the first year of an apartment in some cultures in America, you know, that their parents will provide them for that in order to start their career or at least look after them in some way. Um, and then um, dr the driving thing, like there's no perception of being able to get anywhere without because everything's so wide and vast. And mm -hmm. um, also the thing for me was that as a dancer in England, I was just a dancer. There was nothing else I did. I went on tour, I did videos, etc., etc. If I wasn't working, I didn't have a side job that I was hustling. Mm -hmm. I was teaching or I was um, having a day off. Mm -hmm. But in, in LA, everyone has a part-time job. Mm -hmm. unless, you're, unless you're the dancer which is touring consistently. Yeah. But the majority of us had a hustle. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like doing their thing and it was just normal. And it was just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to go and work at In-N-Out Burger now or whatever it was. And I, mm -hmm. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. So even the, these were even people that regularly worked or did a lot mm. of big gigs. They still had that side hustle. And I was like, oh, okay. So like even the way, and then the thing is, I feel like in England, I had um, one choreographer I was working with one week and then I'd work with a different choreographer another week and then different choreographer another week. Here, it's almost like there are so many things going on that you don't have the capacity to fit in everyone's niche. Because if you are shorter and you have a booty and you're a ratchet and you can do all the girly hips, you can do the booty shaking, mm -hmm. you might do one thing, but you're not going to be up there doing maybe Beyonce as a five foot eight, mm -hmm. you know, curvy yeah. girl. You're not going to fit all the brief. Whereas in England, the brief was 
you know around five foot four to five foot six is ideal or whatever and you can kind of jump in and out of a few things because it's commercial mm -hmm. with the commercial dancers here yeah. it's like you've got your three or four choreographers that know you and that doesn't mean that because you now work with one choreographer you're now going to work on an, with another choreographer and you're now going to work with another it's just not it just doesn't work flow like that yeah i also think that's a part to do with um the way i guess they dance and they train like i feel like choreographers in the states uh are very based on a specific style of dance or a specific style of movement so if you work for brian freeman mm -hmm. and you're really good at jazz funk it's it's not very unlikely but maybe you won't go and work for rich and tone yeah. who are based on house and hip-hop whereas in the uk i feel like if you work for jerry christian storm Paul Roberts, Paul Domain, Layla, Beth Honan, you're able to dance so you can fit in all of the brackets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For you, yeah, for Nathan Clark, they're all, they're normally a dancer gets hired and works for all of them, but they're not super, super wide, far apart of Totally agree. There's that too. Yeah. So it's not just the look, it's the style as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Whereas you're right. I feel like out there, you fall into a camp because you move in a specific way or you, uh, you carry yourself in a specific way. Yeah, totally true. But it's funny that you say about the character and about the sarcasm, because I really found that. Because as you know, especially with like my friends, like Mikey and stuff and Sean Smith, like all we do is abuse each other. And that's a way of us showing that we love each other and we're mates, we're horrible to each other, that's what we do. Whereas Makes in America- sense. Perfect sense. Yeah, whereas out there, like that did not fly. And I was like, I've gone a few jobs, like, oh, I'm with some lads today, like I can have some bands. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Like, you could see they were like, you're insulting me. And I'm like, no, it's a joke, bro. Like, <laughs> like it's, that's, this is me This is me opening up, being nice. And I, they didn't, it didn't fit there. And I struggled quite a lot with that. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just different. Yeah, it's just different. Um, but so, okay. as a dancer, what were some of the things that you found the most challenging? In, in LA or in England? Either. Um, I feel like in LA, um, it's so last minute compared to England. I'll have people message me and go, can you do this? We've got tour in six to eight weeks time. Can you, can you do it? These are the dates. I know that that tour is happening. I know the dates I've been given it. I've been given the fee mm. and then it's up down to me to answer it here. It's like, We've got a video. We are doing it next week. We're just waiting for next week. Oh, okay. We're just waiting for confirmation. It's now Friday. Okay. Hang on a second. We'll let you know by Saturday. Okay. It's not happening next week. Now we're going to push it back to next month. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, it makes it difficult, especially when I'm working in two countries to try and balance this out. But, um, for, for me, I like the, the fact that, um, England seems a lot more ordered and that's why it's been so great for me to go back because once I do get something in the diary I can then organize fitting other things in the diary whereas when I come back here I'm like okay well that might be happening and then that might be okay that does fit great that's mm -hmm. not happening now okay so that's been a, a challenge I remember the there the things that stood out with me would always be like you've got an audition this afternoon can you make it I'm like yeah. this, af this afternoon what's it for uh Chris Brown's doing a video and you've only just decided today yeah. like and, and i'd be like the biggest artist in the world what do you mean he's yeah. like when when does he shoot 
the, the next day. What? <laughs> like, you start rehearsal straight after the audition. Like, uh, and that blew my mind a bit. And that's mm -hmm. part of the reason why I didn't drink when I lived in LA. Because you didn't know when you were gonna... I was so afraid. I One night, I'll never forget it. Uh, I was at my partner's at the time house and I got a message at 10.30 at night and I was meant to go out that night and get drunk and I never. I had a message going, Jayla's got a private audition tomorrow at 9am at her house. And I was like, I'm meant to be shit-faced right now. <laughs> like, I'm meant to be paralytic right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why you work as a dancer. No, but at the same time, like, we would never have had that in the UK. It would never be that last minute. No, or like, it would be like, structured and organized like next week you've got this i've been on like a movie not a movie set a video set why can't i remember his name he used to go drake okay mm -hmm. i was on that set i was there i had my makeup everything done we waited for him because he was getting off a private jet he got off the jet he turned up to the video set and he decided he didn't want to do it <laughs> and and it was a two-day shoot, and it must have cost hundreds of thousands. Like, the set was ready. They'd hired everything, all the equipment. They'd hired the dancers. They'd hired everyone. Like, it's, there's so much money here compared to England that someone can just go, do you know what? I'm not going to do it today. And that was it. So, like... It's done. It's, it's crazy to me. Like, the difference as well is that everything here is just, like, okay so it's this much a day and this is normal and in england it's just a lot less budget like yeah. I, i've even heard people who have done these sort of podcasts say yeah in america you triple your budget and it's yeah. like it's true because people are just like yeah i'll just waste 200 grand today okay. yeah and they but they're so nonchalant about everything oh yeah like super laid back super chill but that's why I kind of like the difference in, in the places. I like the experience of doing different things. Mm. Um, I like the challenges. So why not, eh? Do you have any um, favourite moments that stand out to you as a dancer and as a creative? Um, my favourite moment as a dancer was when I auditioned for my first Take That tour and Kim Gavin asked me if I could sing. Because I wanted this job so badly, I was like, yes. And I, <laughs> I can sing in tune, but I hated to sing. And I thought, do you know what? This is just going to be quick, done. Sing, Bryony, get it over and done with. He's worked with you before. He knows you can dance. So I was like, cool. So I turned up, walked in, and the whole of Take That were there. And I didn't realise I'd be singing in front of all of them. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But, of course, I was like, hi, guys. Yeah, I'm a singer. <laughs> and Gary was like, Bryony. Can you sing the song of your choice? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Inside, I was like, no! <laughs> so I sung it, and it was terrible. And then and Jason was like, do you know, I was like, I could have done better than that. I could have. I was so, <laughs> I said that. And Jason went, well, if you want to do it again, then you can. And of course, I was like, then I'll do it again then. Because when someone says, if you want to have another opportunity to do it better, then do it. You say, yes, I will. So, of course. The music so they know you're a there. fighter. Yeah. The music came on again. And Gary leant forward a little bit. And I was like, oh. And I did my thing again, torture, for the hot another three minutes. And then they went, thank you very much. And I left. And I was so embarrassed for like a week. I was like, oh. Every time I thought about it, I was like, I can't believe I just ruined it. Why don't you just say you don't sing, but you're... You, you want to dance on tour. Why did you do that? Oh my gosh. 
And the agency at the time called me up and they said, how do you think it went? And I was like, Ugh! I was so embarrassing. <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's funny because um, they want you to do the tour. And I was like, sorry, sorry, what? And they were like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're booked. And I was like, Aah! Yeah, and that's so sick. For me, going from absolute embarrassment, like there's no way to getting the job. And it wasn't because of my singing, let me just say that. Um, they yeah. might have just, but they might have just gone, do you know what? She's going to do anything we ask her to do. <laughs> <laughs> She'll hold a stick and wave with a, with a flag. What tour was it? What Was it circus tour? No, it was one before that. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the, the ultimate one... tour? Yeah. And you know they like getting dancing, like their creatives are meant, like the creative yeah. for their shows are so wild. I think, do you know what it was? I'd worked with him once before and I was so quiet because it was one of my first jobs, but I thought I'm gonna, you know, hair tied back, I'm gonna be the best dancer I could be. And what he did say in the audition to the guys was, Bryony is a really, really good dancer. Like she's, I've worked with her before. She's absolutely fantastic. And that was really sweet for him to say because I was really shocked because I didn't realize that he'd even noticed. Hmm. And I, I was kind of taken aback by that. Um, so I think he probably had a bit of a sway in that too, but yeah. It was an amazing feeling. It's that yeah. competition, isn't it? Yeah. That feeling of getting that job. So yeah, that was that was the best. I'm aware favorite. of time. Favorite as a creative. Um. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know. I haven't been asked that yet. Oh gosh. Was there not a moment where you like watched the work on stage and we like, I'm a choreographer. <laughs> well, what I do really like is thinking, oh my God, it's like when you do it once and it's a live TV show and you do it once and it's done, you're like, cool. But when you do it for a show that's going to be on for three months, mm. you're thinking, I'm at home right now and they're performing in my show. And sometimes I get tagged in it and they're like, woohoo. And I'm like, that's so amazing that like, or even if I've choreographed a cruise ship, I was shooting a show in January in South Africa. And while I was there, I saw the cruise ship that I'd been on docked in South Africa. And I'd been in Israel with the ship for like a week. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're performing in my show right now. And there it is. That's so crazy. So I don't know. I just feel like um, maybe, of course, it's amazing feeling having your what's in your mind come to life and having great dancers perform it. But the feeling of that it's happening when you're not there and something, some people are really enjoying their evening because you're, they're watching this. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm like, that's a really, that's really cool. No, that, I, I imagine that's really awesome. Yeah. That's super dope. Like I get excited when someone, well, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but when people used to be like, tag you on Facebook, especially when I first started as a dancer, I'd be like, I saw you in a music video today and they show me a screenshot and I'm like, oh my God. I was on TV and I wasn't watching it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, there you go. But I mean, it's so different nowadays, isn't it? Because that's just normal. You know what jobs everyone else is doing and you feel like, oh gosh, I'm missing out because everyone else is doing that job and I'm not on it. Whereas before, we didn't have Instagram because I'm obviously that old. And we just kind of, we just thought, well, I'm, no one's working today because obviously yeah. I'm not. I've got the day off. Everyone's got the day <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Because I do every it. job. Um, yeah, this is going to kick us out. So can I go okay. off and come back on? Yeah, yeah. So, bam. Um, okay. So what advice would you give to someone who is trying to pursue this as a profession? This being dance. 
okay. That's really hard because I not always... pursuing, trying to pursue. Oh. Okay. Like not someone who's already working. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'd say first of all that social media is really important nowadays. So you've got to get to class if you're not working and put it up on your social media. Because even me, I've got people that come to my class or have come to my workshops and they keep posting videos and I see them, I see them improving and I see what they're up to and I see them dancing. Having them that I'm following as well, in my mind, you never know if I need someone and they scroll up and I've got them, bam. So I just think social media is really important. Putting up your professional pictures is really important. This is a tool now and this is, unfortunately, maybe fortunately everyone else gets to see the vulnerability of you trying to pr promote yourself in your career it is such a vulnerable thing even now you go to auditions and people go right we're filming for da, 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 and you have to sign your life away because someone else is using yourself to promote their self mm -hmm. on whatever it is so yeah it is daunting especially coming from a place where it was always very private and personal going to an audition that no one would see no one would know about now it's like oh here's the audition everyone Ugh um so yeah i'd say social media get that going get that up make it clear and clean what it is that you're doing and what you're promoting yourself as photos of yourself photos of yourself dancing your character to classes um of the people that you want to work with um because you can build up rapport with them and certainly for me i've got people that come to my class that I build up rapport with and I have built up rapport with and if when something that is right for them I will be thinking of them first so I think I think those two things in particular are probably the top two things at the moment that are the most important would you say uh, yeah I completely agree it's it's difficult now because it's I mean you it's I guess you see it more because you're the one hiring people but where I'm not pursuing a job in dance you know what I mean? I'm not uh, trying to promote myself to be hired by every choreographer and agency. And then I'm not hiring it. I kind of don't look at it in any specific way. I just go, oh, they dance that well. Like, you know what I mean? I don't see it in any other way. Yeah. So it's, nice I guess that, it's nice to, to hear your way because you're looking at these people like, are they employable? Yeah. yeah. And I think because you've established yourself to a point where you probably don't need to do that as much, you're not in a place where you're starting out your career. But certainly it's important to get us to notice you. Mm -hmm. And the other day, someone messaged me and said, hi, can I send you my stuff? Um, and I was like, yeah, of course. So I've got her stuff. And then she did my choreography on the um, class that she took and sent it to me. And I know how good of a dancer she is now. And I've got her like that was probably the, be the best thing that someone could have done because they've directly gone to me and said, I want to work with you. And that's nice. That's nice to think, OK, you've seen my work and you want to work with me. And you want to do the sort of thing that I'm doing. So when you personally message me and take your time to message me, I'm going to personally look at what you've given me and I'm going to personally make an effort to see who you are. And, and if you do fit. Go on, yeah. sorry. No, I was just going to say, if you do fit, then one day, then, then this will happen. And what's lovely about that is that they haven't just messaged you and gone, hi, my name's Kane. I'm a really good dancer and I want to work for you. This is me dancing. They've already met you. They've already been in your class. They've already invested in you. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like anyone can, I, I can send anyone an email and go, this is me dancing, I want to work for you. But the fact that they've already invested time in your class, they've, 
I'm not saying that that means that they should get a, a heads up, but you know then they, they're like, okay, this isn't just a, I'm hunting for a job opportunity via one email. It's you actually come and took my class and you trained with me. So you know how I move. Yes. You know how I work. You exactly. liked how I move and how I work. So you want to work with me. Yeah. Because I it's... feel like that's a big thing. Is like we can email anyone and be like, I want to work for you. But yeah. do you? <laughs> or do you just want to check? Like after I've done a workshop, just say I've got 80 people in my class, people follow me on Instagram, I'll follow them back because I think I know you've done my class. And then they'll message me and say, thank you for class. And I will look at who they are to be like, who was this person in my class who's personally thanking me? Yeah. And I, different people work in different ways, but certainly because I'm not taking auditions at the moment, I will probably do one at some point. I want to see who's come to my class and I want to see how you dance and who you are. So I will look. Um, it's helpful for me to see um, so yeah I do think as much as it's if this was me as a dancer at the beginning now and I think other older dancers would say the same it's a transition to have to get your brain into a less humble humble position because I've always been very embarrassed to go look what I'm doing I'm on tour I'm doing this I'm doing that it's very um, vulnerable for me to feel like I'm showing off. I don't want to show off. I want to be grateful for what I've done and I don't want to rub it in people's faces. So suddenly I'm putting up pictures of myself going, ah, look what I'm doing. And I'm, every time I press play still now or send, I'm like, oh, this is so showing off. Um, and there are things that I've just started to put up now that I've done ages ago that I just thought, oh, you know, I don't really use social media that much. I'm not going to you know, put that up or whatever. And I've just started putting stuff up now because I have to. So I guess for a dancer, you have to change your mindset now. You just have to do it. Mm -hmm. And especially knowing from the other end, it does work. If you're going to message yeah. me and take your time out to say, hey, I want to work with you and leave comments on, on my page about, you know, my work, I know you want to work with me and I will be thinking of you. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to be thinking of the person that I've never met. You're never yeah. going to get the job. And again, it's weird because as a, if I think back to being 20, if someone had said, yeah, I'm not going to hire you, you don't take my class, I'd have gone, you're an idiot. Absolutely. Like, I would have said, what are you on about? You totally. But now I go, well, yeah, because I know you can do my stuff. I'm not, totally. I'm not watching you do a class video of uh, Brian, whoever's who dances completely different to me yeah you're great at that but i don't know you can do mine so why, yeah. why am i gonna hire you you know but now i get it but when i was younger i was like why do i need to take no class i thought to get a job? Same. like i took class to improve like my favorite class was and is still um mark battershaw who i lived in his class and he inspired me because he taught me to go outside my shell mm. um like I said, take that hair out, whip your hair around. He'd be like, whip it, girl, and like touch yourself and actually not be embarrassed about it. Like, yeah, I just feel like I took that class and it helped me so much just understand what it was to be a commercial dancer. Um, and then I'd take other classes because I'd think, okay, there's this new style of hip hop that I'm not so fresh on, so I want to take this class to do it. And still now, when I take class in L.A., I don't want to be filmed. I've come to take class to take class. So when people go, Bryony, can you? I'm like, nah, because I'm still in my head. I don't want a hundred people to see me taking class to, that I've been. That's not my strength. This and then 
you know i'm going hey oh and like someone sees me like in my mind i'm like i've just come to take class to take class so you're right my mindset would have been you want me to pay money so to hire for you to hire me i don't think so um but then back in the day i feel like there were more auditions if yeah, someone wanted someone we'd hire we'd hire the studio and we'd turn up and we'd spend all day not all day but like two hours auditioning <laughs> But then you've got to get up, you've got to get there, you've got to get ready, and then yeah. afterwards you've got to recover and then talk about the reasons why you didn't get it. Um, <laughs> I knew I should have killed my hair today. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it was because I got brown hair. Um, yeah, so I think that it was just different back then, and we can't, um, we can't stay back and just expect life to stay the same. You have to roll with the times, and the times are now understandably there aren't as many auditions if you've got a day off why don't you take that person's class because then you can you know your career can go and excel yeah you're more, um, well you're, you're more likely to get the job when they audition because then you're a familiar face or exactly you're exactly. more equipped to their movement yeah so, um yeah. yeah dope okay uh jason my my friend jason has asked a question for you uh, okay what advice do you have to someone oh, okay. to move to LA? Um, okay, well, I'd say um, there's nothing to be freaked out by or scared of, because I think a lot of people, how much money do I need? I've only got this much money. I actually didn't have a car, and Uber is so cheap out here. We have this extra type of Uber that's like, you can share it, and it just costs nothing to get anywhere. So if you're worried about the money side of things, there's a lot that you can do that doesn't cost that much money and you'll work it out as you go. So the money thing, I'd say, don't freak out about money. Um, it's all possible. Um, just start on the basics and then you'll you'll see that, uh, you know, like buying food and where to get it and doing sorts of things like that, I think. Um, you learn that on the fly. You learn that as you go, but a lot of people have said to me, oh, do I need like 15 grand to la And it's like, just find a place, you know how much that's gonna cost per month and then it costs $17 to do a class. But after you do a few classes, ask the person if you can then guest once you get used to them, you know? So I'd say that is like the money thing. Just don't let that hinder you because it, it stops a lot of people from making further decisions in their life because of money. Mm. And if there's ever any problem, it can always be worked out. You can always go back to England if you've got a problem, but you can never give this a go again. So that's the first thing. Second thing is I would say, that it is important and and still for me now so i should listen to myself saying this it is important to be around dancers and just to meet a lot of dancers and again the way to do that is to go to their hangouts and to go to class make friends with people meet people and they will tell you about other things they're doing and other opportunities that are happening um so, and i guess this question is pertaining to dance so um yeah. and then i would say that um there are other people that are british in in this community that are dancers and i am linked with all well not all of them but i'm linked with a lot of them because mm -hmm. i think it's really helpful because even here i will work on jobs here because of the connections that i've got in england so get connected with your people who are going to be your people who are sarcastic mm -hmm. <laughs> and that you can actually be yourself with i think that's really really important mm -hmm. um yeah those My are things my my um, my one would be, and only because I made this mistake, 
I was so concerned with getting there. I never thought about what would happen when I get there. Okay. I never had like a, not not so much a plan of action. My brain went, well, I worked for all these choreographers when I was in Britain. That means I'm going to work for them when I'm in America. I think I was the same, actually. That's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. Like, you're, you're, you're in that pool of 10 dancers when they're in the UK, but they've already got them 10 dancers yeah. in America. So what else are you going to do to, I guess, survive? Like, if money isn't an issue, win. But for me, I went out there with like 13 grand, and that was gone very quick. By the yeah. time you've got a social security and you put a deposit on a place and you get a phone and they won't give you one, you're going to credit, like all these things. And especially that exciting move to LA, I'm going to take every class. I'm going to go to like pit fire and eat pizza with everyone. I blew my money so fast. And I was like, yo, I've got to survive now. Like, do you know what I mean? And that was okay, mine. I was not thinking about what I'm going to do when I'm there. I was just there. So I was like, I'm going to live my life. Yeah. Yeah, so I think what to extend on that is a really good point is to say what to do when you're there, but don't but be really specific. So which choreographers do you want to work with? Once you've picked those choreographers that you want to work with, go to their classes. Even if it's for a month, go to their classes. And some dancers say to me, because they tell me their strategy, they they go to one choreographer for every other week and then and then they do an, so they'll do like two times a week one choreographer and then two times a week another choreographer mm -hmm. and they'll do that for three months until they build up a rapport and once they've built up a rapport they will move on to the next class and then they will double back if they just to remind themselves that they were there for these choreographers so yeah have a plan of action i think kane you and i probably did the same thing you got there and went i'm here but actually, I think you're right. It would have been helpful to go, who are the choreographers that are working and who are the choreographers that are doing things that I want to do or that my style would really benefit going to their class, even if it's something I'm already really good at. That's the one. That. Where, so, am I, where do I Where sit? am I going to go? That is the key. Structure that before you go. So when you get there, you've already got your timetable. And having a structure as well is really good. Mm -hmm. And realise that paying that money for class it will be really beneficial in the long run and mm. go up to them at the end and say thank you let them see who you are thank or you be, or be right. really really clever like i was and teach for the millennium for the junior program you don't get paid very much but you only teach one hour a week and then you take the rest of the week free class oh okay there you so go. that was that was mine i was like i can't afford to keep paying for all these classes millennium program came to come up teaching for the kids and i was like it's not really enough money to survive on and then i was like but it's going to save my outgoings drastically okay. you know like you finding ways to make it work i guess um emily had I a really for, good question. for me i i i went out where i teach at the studios i do get free classes as well so i guess it's a similar thing mm. um emily said what advice do you have for london-based dancers who would like to work for american music artists is the only option to move to america Absolutely not. I work with so many artists when I was in England all the time, um, especially um, at the later, latter part of my career because they just come over much more often. Um, I, some of the agencies have really good relationships with specific choreographers. So, for example, when I first started dancing, I, Aisha saw me in a room that I was dancing for Nike and she said, can you come to AMCK and uh, I want to have a chat with you? And she signed me. And 
a few months later i was doing pharrell and snoop and a whole host of other people but she she's really connected with fatima and a lot of other choreographers that are american so she's um so i i feel like it would be a good thing to get involved in some people that are connected jerry's really connected as well with the american mm -hmm. um scene and gets i think i was on tour with someone at the time but he was asking me to do rihanna and yeah like there's a lot of american artists that come over but they do rely on some people that are well connected in england so mm -hmm. some people do ask me in america they're like oh do you know anyone here or i'm coming over to do a workshop so it uh, yeah the advice i'd give is find out who is hiring for these american choreographers mm -hmm. and these these american artists and they will be agencies or people who have been in america so if that's what you want to do then there is it's completely possible but again you need to let it be known let it be known that that's what you want to do and go, um, oh i'm with aisha go right I, this is what i want to do i would like to work with these people so when that opportunity comes up i'd love for you to let me know mm -hmm. yeah definitely and even if you've built a rapport say if you've gone to la and you've built a rapport with the choreographer let them know be like just so you know when you come to england i'm available i work like don't be afraid to still build a relationship so when they come you're their go-to person oh, like yeah, totally. Ryan is throwing totally. us like Jay Ravel was the king of building relationships with choreographers abroad. So when they came over, he's their go-to. But it's true. Like, he was so good in. They would go to him without even, without a doubt, because he's the one which stayed fresh in the head. Oh, that guy Jay from London. We'll use him. He was really yeah. good at that. And I noticed that from him. And that was part of, like, I took that strategy. I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure oh, I'm so the So he went direct, did he? He went direct to the source. Not even direct to the source, but he was just, like, on the job. He built a rapport and built a relationship or maybe in a class or whatever. So then when they come, they'd be like, Jay's there. He was the cool guy that's from London who can get the job done. So it's the person to go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, thought that was a good, smart way. Because yeah. when they think of the coming here, they'll think of the person that they like. Yeah. Um, but also, I think another answer to your question is, you said, what would be better? Is it better to, wow, speak Kane English. Is it better to be in America or London, right? If you want to work... If you're thinking about working for an artist and touring, probably going to be better to be in America. It's going to be easier because that's where all the production is. For most American music artists, the production is there, their team is there, their choreographer is there. It's not very often that they fly a dancer from the UK who doesn't have a visa already. They're, you know, yes. they're very unlikely to pay for you to get a visa to then tour for them around America. But if you yeah. just want to do spot dates with an artist when they come to the UK, you can make you can have a great time doing that. That was the story of my life. Like, that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, I took it. Yeah, I took that as if you're in London, the, the only way at the moment for us is to do the MTV Awards, to do X Factor when they have the artists come on or the voice, the big TV shows, the live shows, Jonathan Ross. Mm -hmm. Like when they when they come over, they need dancers. And to get connected, you need to get connected with the agencies that are hiring that out. So, um, yeah, you're right. If it's anything in more depth than that, um, then you're going to have to move over and hope that the auditions come up for something more substantial, like a tour. Uh, Lauren Brown, lovely Lauren, said, do you have any advice for getting your visa? Oh, very common question, which I don't oh, normally I love, answer. I love this question. Yeah? Because I think getting a visa, okay, 
once you have credits, I think getting a visa is very easy. I've done two visas myself without a lawyer, without anything, and it costs $275 to get a visa. And then you have to pay printing to print it off twice. So I don't know, 25 bucks. And then you might have to do the odd thing, like get someone to sign a letter for you, a whip from like the American Amdram Society, and they might charge you $250 or something. So really, you're not spending that much money. But everyone goes, oh my gosh, it's five grand and it's so difficult and blah, blah, blah. Um, and actually, I feel like you can do it for a lot less. So give me a call, message me if you want to, because I've helped a lot of people out do it directly themselves without needing a lawyer, without needing to spend a load of money. It's completely possible. Um, and otherwise, yes, it costs five grand. And this is a bit of a ball ache because you have to collect everything together. But if you've got the stuff, then it's very simple. And I feel like I never want to freak people out about it. I don't think, I think everyone's like, oh, I might not get it. And then it's like, you will, it's fine, no problem. And that's, that's what, what's the point in freaking people out by saying it's so much money and you might not get it and then you don't get your money back. And it's like, no, I think it's all right. And, but I would say only go for it if you're confident that you've had the experience and you have the qualifications so the in order that they demand yeah. for you to in get. order to have a visa you can't just go well i've um done a school show in scunthorpe and so now i want my visa you, like going back to these american artists when i first did my visa yeah now i've got all these american artists so they know who these people are i've worked with them I write them down these are the people i've worked with these are the tours I've done. And so therefore I came with substantial stuff in order to be able to get my visa. If it was at the beginning of my career, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So yeah, you've got to just slog it off a little bit in England, but I actually feel like the industry is really busy in England and there's plenty to do. And there's so much opportunity in England as well that for me, moving to LA wasn't about suddenly booking a world tour. For me, moving to LA was because I'd been there when I was younger. I'd experienced all of that. And I thought, this is where I want to live at some point. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't thinking, this is where I want to start again and start going to dance classes and do rubbish jobs, even though I've just danced for all these huge artists. Like that just wasn't in my mindset. And everyone's different. But yeah, I guess getting a visa, once you decide, yes, at some point I'm going to move, then it's fine. And actually in saying that, I've got some friends who have the visas and they use it only when they're working so they've got the visa they live in england and on the odd occasion that they get a job in la they can fly out and work in la um so yeah i don't think that there's a rule for everyone just because people have a visa doesn't mean you have to use it or move out there there are opportunities for everyone and i think at first when i kept on coming back to england i was thinking i hope people aren't thinking that i'm coming back because i need the money because i'm like I'm coming back because I've spent 10 years working as a dancer and someone's asked me to do a tour. And I, I loved dancing on that tour. I loved working with those choreographers. Why would I say no? Absolutely, I'm gonna go back. And I kept on going back and forth and I realized, actually, this is how my life is and I really enjoy it. I love being able to go forward and back. And then other dancers who were here would be like, you're so lucky that you get to go forward and back and people still ask you to do stuff because I would love to go back to England and not have to like pay for my flight to go back and then pay for somewhere to find somewhere to live. And then, do it. so yeah, I just think, I don't think it's daunting having a visa. You can get a visa 
once you've got good good substance to put in it and it doesn't it doesn't cost an arm and a leg and don't be frightened by it and don't feel like you have to use it once you've got it maybe you just want to get it in the hope that you'll go out for an audition for lady gaga and then get it and if you've got it you've got the visa so whatever yeah. your story is um yeah that's what it is and just plan for the future yeah absolutely plan don't be future. afraid to ask people if you're doing it like Ryan said don't be afraid to ask it so if you're like okay this is my i'm at this phase in my life i'm two years in and i've worked for five big artists i think i'm going to apply maybe check with someone that's done it or done the process or understand it a bit more and maybe they can look over it and go i think you should get a few more things to your belt before you take the leap because there is the chance that it might get i know people which have had it not approved and they were devastated mm -hmm. and then they did it a second time and it's exactly the same and they got it but it's just it's up and down oh i think it's just luck as well like you can like you can have people who you know have done loads of stuff and they don't get it and then you can have someone who hasn't done as much and they get it you don't know who that person's going to be who's going to okay. sign sign it so it's it is as much about how's that person feeling on that day are they going to sign are they okay. going to sign so I, or not? I got a good story so when i went to the american embassy for mine in in london i was yeah. so scared and obviously they don't let you take your phone like what well, they didn't then and like i was just like this waiting like oh my god i'm so nervous so i got to the desk with this woman and uh she didn't seem very happy and she was like oh you're a dancer and i was like yep and i was just trying to be like if i smile lots and don't say much i can't say anything wrong and she was like i really like dancing with the stars and i was like oh really she's like yeah and she's like do you know anyone on it i was like mm-hmm i know derek hoff she's like do you oh my god he's my favorite what's he like and i was like he's so nice never met him in my life <laughs> i just wanted a way to make make that connection so she was like you're cool i was like yeah and you're travis wall as well from so you think she's like oh my god i love so you think never met him in my life ah. it's just like if i can make her like me <laughs> i'm in ah. my gosh i know i'd be too scared to lie but she's not going to check my facebook friends <laughs> i i have had, i have had stories though about people lying and then they've been caught out well i didn't say I'd work for him yeah I just said yeah, I'm you're, you're lucky. You're you rebel. I actually I've got my friend Danny that I've just seen. She's asked a question about um, how to get into an agency or and yeah, to make no them notice you. You go. Um. Well, I feel like what I used to do back in the day is send my stuff and then they do an agency audition. Nowadays, are they doing that many auditions for an agency? I don't know. I don't think so. No. So, what would you say? I would say find out what agencies you want to be a part of just because you're on an agent also disclaimer doesn't mean that they're going to give you jobs yes when i first started i think i had like 14 agents or something stupid and i probably worked for three yeah my whole career in the uk because in the uk you're allowed as many as you want i'm assuming dan danny's from the uk that's my assumption yes. um and then but find out the agency that you want to work for that you want to be with find out who choreographs the jobs for them so if it's AMCK, find out who their choreographers are that they employ quite a lot. So, okay, they hire Sean Niles as a choreographer. Cool, go to Sean Niles' class, build a good rapport with Sean Niles, maybe he'll recommend you to the agency. Or send footage of you in Sean Niles' class and they'll go, she's really good at Sean's stuff. Sean's got a gig coming up in a few weeks. We should see if she's available for Sean's gig. 
it's not that it's not as complicated as I feel like we make it out to be. Um, okay. Some agents, I think, are more acceptable to just responding to a message than some, and some aren't. Some are yeah. probably too busy. They have very busy lives. Although I know we don't think they always do, I really believe that they're probably much busier than we think. Yeah, but don't be afraid to just message one and be like, obviously, don't do it every week because that'll get on the nerves and they'll be like, you're a pest. But I said to um, Liam, a mentor in a dancer called Liam. And he was like, I really need to get seen by these agents. And I said, well, send them, a vi send them footage of you and say, hey, my name's Liam. I've been living in London this long. I'm trying to make it as a professional dancer. If you have five minutes, I'd really appreciate if you could give me some feedback. I was like, send it out. Two minutes later, Jerry responded, giving feedback on his video. Chris Minot responded, said, hey, mate, you're a great dancer. Da -da -da. Just because he obviously conducted himself in the message in a lovely way, wasn't pressurizing and being like, I want a job or I want to join your agency or I'm really good. Just if you've got five minutes, I'd really appreciate your help. Sometimes the simplest things work. Yeah. And I think as well, certainly if you're not in London, it's harder to get to class and get seen by a lot of choreographers that are maybe teaching classes on a regular as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you can even do that with DMing them and sending a video of you dancing as well. Why not? What have you got to lose? And also, if you have got a rapport with a choreographer that you'd like to work with, then just keep reminding them that you're there. Mm -hmm. And certainly for me, I have hired people that are not on, for example, Mass Movement's books and that they're, they're organizing the whole thing for me and so i say i want to work with this person and now that person's on the books and they'll message me and be like thanks i'm wasn't with mass movement and now that's been opened up for me to work with other choreographers and any other jobs that they've got so i guess um yeah i guess it's the same here hone in on what choreographer you want to work with remind them that you're there um and then that can obviously blow up into more things and even if you've got a good relationship with uh maybe an established dancer um there's a dancer who i've taught i won't say his name so i don't want to throw him out there so you might not want people to know but i've taught him since he was about 14 i was his first ever teacher and then he was 25 and was like i'm really trying to get on dancers in dancers inc's books have you got any recommendations like can you help me like what should i do and i went give me five minutes let me see what i can do i have a good relationship with chris i was like there's this dancer and i wouldn't have said it if i didn't think he was good enough mm. and i was like there's this dancer I've known him for a very long time. He's a lovely human. I think that you should have a look at him and consider taking him on. Next thing, he's working for artists with Dancers Inc. Aww, you know, maybe that, just, that introduction wasn't there. And that, that was how I got in the door. Okay, I so audition for all people, the agents. I had people. Anthony Kay showing me to the agents and Cisco going, this is Kane. That was my way in. It's friendships as well, isn't it? People who are already established become friends with them too. I think it's really hard when you're not in London, but yeah. when you go to class, you can make friends with other dancers and then maybe say, let's have a coffee. And then you've established a relationship and you never know that person might be with Dancers Inc. And then you say, oh, you've got a really good relationship with that person. Would you be able to, you know? Yeah, I think it's all about, a lot of it's about relationship. I can see another question here that I really want to answer. Go. Um, how do you think this pandemic will change the industry? Will there be less shows? Um, I think the good news is, especially this week, I've heard about a few TV shows that are happening in London in the fall. Why did I just say fall? Oh my gosh. Oh my God, in the oil um, And I think what England is doing is they are just readjusting how it's gonna look for, for life um, in a closed set. And I think 
there will be opportunities for dancers and I don't think dancers should be worried or scared about it. I think we need to use this time as an opportunity to really improve on our skills, even connect. Like people who are choreographers aren't working as much either. So message them, <laughs> let mm. them know that you're there. There are things that we have in the pipeline that we know that are happening and maybe we're just waiting for it to start up again and we don't know when that is. And also there are actually things that are going on in, in the fall that would just determine um, that, yeah, it just takes a minute to understand what that means. If you're doing a TV show and you've got dancers, you're gonna have to stick with the same dancers. So maybe you can be one of those 10 dancers that are doing the show. So yes, I think there's still gonna be opportunity, but it will affect the industry um, by there being um, a stunt in, in work. It'll, it'll start up later on for some things. TV wise, I think, it'll, I think it'll, it's not gonna complete. Yeah, I think TV will be first back. Tours and shows and stuff are going to be the last thing to go. Somewhere where there's a thousand people in a room, that's going to yeah. be the last to come. But what I do think is because we've had such a there's a moth in my house because we've had such a windows open, we've had uh, such a pause on the industry, and people aren't allowed to go and do all these fun things. I think budget-wise, from the people hiring us, they're going to be going. We haven't earned any money in ace in a long time. They might have to make budget cuts and only hire eight dancers instead of twelve. Yeah. But I think after we've done a year of, or whatever of catching up and making that money back, I think as soon as the world goes back to normal, I think shows are gonna be packed. I think there's gonna be such a demand for people to wanna go and have fun and let their hair down and enjoy other people's company and enjoy live music or enjoy watching a show or going to the movies or the West End. I think it will be a booming as soon as people can afford to do it. And then once it's gone a booming and the companies have made money, we'll be back to normal as a, and I'm not saying the whole economy will, but I think performers will, because there's always going to be a demand for it. Because mm -hmm. even right now, even though we're not working, the entire of our nation and the world are relying on our creativity to keep them entertained. They're yeah. all at home watching Netflix or watching something that dancers and performers are being hired on. So it's never going to go away. Totally. And I just think, we do need to wait patiently, but also not be discouraged by it. I actually think there are going to be more opportunities that are going to happen because of this, because it's going to make everyone think outside the box. You've got people, even in my apartment block right now, who are writing for TV shows and who are um, doing certain things in regards to now being creative on a level that they weren't able to do before because they were busy doing something else. Mm -hmm. And I think all this creativity that everyone's honing in on right now is going to boom and cause even more opportunity for people. So we just need to remember that, that there is gonna be opportunity. It just might look a little bit different for the moment. And it's funny, cause I was thinking of this last night. I was like, we've already had TV shows based kind of on the kind of situation we're in. Like we have Big Brother where people aren't allowed to leave a house and we watch people do that, yeah? We have this thing, we have the circle where we watch people stuck in their rooms and we watch how they react and they play games. We have these kind of shows, they're already something. So even if nothing rushes back, super duper quick they're going to try and find ways to still create in yeah. these environments because they've already found a way to make shows out of people stuck in a house or people yeah. in one place so yeah if this becomes longer than we think they're just going to keep adding to that and progressing it totally so yeah i think i think by by the full the what do you call it autumn <laughs> i can't believe it i know it's gone. i think that's the only word i say though 
Um, yeah, by the autumn, I think we'll start to get a better idea of what's happening. But in the meantime, let's just get better and become the best people we can be. Um, Jamie, hi. You That's asked the question, I'll try and answer it. Because of the travel restrictions, how do you see your strategy of coping with agencies and cluster potential oh, and clients potentially only working with local talent? I mean, that could be an advantage to people if they're only working with local talent. Um, that would give loads of people an opportunity. If you live in to, Manchester, you're buzzing. Yeah, if you're in Manchester, then great. That I think, without thinking about myself, I think that would be a great opportunity for other people. And I think always see it like that. I think certainly for me, who works in England and in America, I have thought about it. Um, at the moment, for me to come back to England, I have to quarantine myself for two weeks. Um, which is fine because, you know, we're quite organised in England when it comes to work. I normally get a reasonable amount of time to be told about stuff. Um, but to get back into America, I can't yet. So as soon as I come out of England, I can't come back in. So um, And you'll open up before we will. Well, the looks of it, even though we're still going crazy. But um, yeah, I, I haven't um, approached that situation or had to worry about that situation yet. But I think I'm, I'm worried about maybe travel being a lot more expensive um, because obviously a lot of planes have gone under or, you know, they're not making any money. So I think I'm just going to deal with it when, when I approach it. But I also think that um, I also think it's just an adaption. If you if I'm staying here, it means that I'm going to be working here instead of England. If I can't get to England, then I'll take the opportunity working here. There's going to be opportunity. Just it will be different to how maybe um, I would normally do it. So, yeah, I'm just I guess I'm just planning on taking the work here at the moment um, and then come back to England in autumn. Facts. Yeah. The only thing you can do. I don't know. No, yeah, we don't know what's happening. It's never happened before. We're not scientists, man. We just make dance moves. Yeah, we I, like. I only count to eight. So what the hell? Why are you asking me such hard questions? <laughs> I do feel like we're living in a movie, though. It's weird, isn't it? Mm, it's kind of dope. Like, but, if yeah. you think people in a hundred years' time are going to be talking about this, and we've lived it. Obviously, well, it's not I hope good, so. well, obviously it's not a good thing, but hope like it's history. It. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to take this time about this time to hone in on good things rather than dwell on bad things i think mm, embrace um, embrace and see where it goes i've got no idea what's going to happen but if things are restricted then obviously i'm going to be restricted and then we'll see how we do with it i guess and to everyone who's being creative this should make you want to be more creative you've got so much free time in your hands man make a youtube channel do a blog Write oh, music, yeah. learn a guitar, do something, yeah, make your I own like brand, everyone, your own show. Everyone in LA that I'm talking to, they are really embracing the opportunity. And it's really exciting to see my friends go, oh, this is actually something that I didn't tell you that I've been really interested in or I've really wanted to do for a while and now I've got the time I'm going to do it. Mm. Yeah. And so it's cool. And then it inspires you and makes you go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to think about that a little bit more. 100%. Facts um thank you so much this has been amazing oh you're welcome thank it's nice to catch up with you i know it's lovely to see a familiar face <laughs> okay cool um, well stay safe uh, and uh well, stay aware i think that's what we've been told stay alert 
Oh yeah. Okay. Well, and maybe I'll see you um, on a job sometime soon. Yeah. 2020. See you, see you in 2022. Bye lovely. Thank you so okay, much. Bye. bye. So guys, thank you so much for joining in. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I had a wonderful time speaking to Bryony. She's pretty awesome. Very talented and very, uh, very nice person. Very, very nice person. Um, stay tuned for more. Uh, please go and leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes if you can. I know you're watching it now, but I'm still going to upload all the podcasts to my podcast page, my uh, theinternetspodcast.com, I guess you'd call it. So wherever you listen to it, otherwise it'll be there. But please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. That means loads because it just helps me grow in the iTunes chats. Imagine like you all buy Drake's songs, so he goes to number one. All you got to do is listen to mine and write a review, and then I can go to number one. Um, but yeah, one love. Stay safe. I'm not doing any more podcasts this week because it's my birthday week. I'm taking the week off. But next week, I have Dwayne Nosworthy, if you know who that is, um, which will be dope. And I have Vincent from uh from amsterdam he um is killing it on youtube and tiktok right now and he's danced for usher and everyone dope so we've got good ones next week one love everyone stay safe peace bye 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 boom <laughs>